You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres begin a four-game set against the Rockies. And hosting our program, we've got Brady Phelps, who's earned his hosting spot because of his tight connections to the team. Andy yeah. Green and I are basically best friends now, so I'll tell him that you said that, Bill, Good. and give him you know, a little no, bit no, of recommendation. But, I mean, but right best he said your, t- your name on TV He once. did say my name on one TV. Time. One time. But one right time. Yeah, that's fine. That's all I needed. To, now we're besties. Alongside Brady, it's Bill Center, still deciding whether or not to chime in today. I think we'll just be quiet now and just let you do the whole thing. That's fine. I'd love to sit here and talk for an hour. I could just talk by myself. That's like me at home. My wife doesn't talk to me. I just sit there and talk to myself. I'm not sure anybody else would like that. And rounding out the crew, it's Chris Ello, who, being a part of this team, is earning the ultimate sacrifice. Take one for the team. You're not supposed to interfere with balls. Take one for the team. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Brady Phelps, Bill Center, and Chris Ello. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Padres Social Hour. We've got another fun and amazing crew here today. It's a crew. What's up, Bill Center? What's up, Chris Ello? Who's out there watching the show right now and avoiding the kickoff of the NFL season? Nobody, I like you. Nobody cares you. about the NFL, I man. I love you for if watching If you look at the tonight. statistics, uh, and the NFL is way overrated, so I doubt anybody's watching you know, the rematch of the Super Bowl. No. Was, Can you imagine the audience away. that the Rockies are going to get in Denver tonight, Bill? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, <laughs> it's not – actually, it's not like a rematch since there are a lot of missing faces. Well, one some new face. Yeah, yeah, you're right. One face in yeah, particular. I don't, I don't ever – I don't ever Quarterback look at – Quarterback is totally overrated I don't ever in look at, as well. I don't ever look at a uh, game from one year to the next as a rematch. Yeah, Bill, okay. I'm just saying it, it's the same two teams – that just played in the You're going to bust my chops. Then why didn't you say it that way? My goodness. Hey, welcome to Padres Social Hour, everybody. (laughs) We've got my best friend, Bill Center, and Chris Ella here. This is my first time uh, on the show with you, Chris. I'm excited about this. This We've been on the radio together a few times. This is true. This This is is true. uh, This is nice. And uh, I feel like uh, the – you know, it face-to-face is much more conducive to arguing and yelling at each other. So <laughs> Yes, I, but we both have good faces for radio. I think <laughs> right. Yeah. That, so. Hey, everybody yourself. here. Let's All three of us. <laughs> uh, well, you guys at watching at home, thank you for watching. You can be watching on Fox Sports San Diego. Please tweet us in your questions. Uh, hashtag PadresSH. We're also on MLB. We're also on ESPN 1700 Radio. And today I'm being told we're also on Facebook Live. Does that excite you, Bill? You do hey. a lot of Facebook Live? I don't I, – <laughs> I got a funny Facebook story. I cannot get on Facebook. That's your, not, that's your funny story? It that's will hilarious. not accept my name. I don't understand. We've done it. It will. I've tried to get on. Bill or William? I tried to get it. We tried both. <laughs> right. Uh, I've tried to get on Facebook uh, with through the Padres uh, working let with. Me guess uh, your, let me guess your password. NASCAR. No, but I've tried several times and it will not let me go past my name. I am uh, convinced that if you gave me about 20 seconds on your computer, I could get you signed up for I Facebook. I bet you. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so because a very smart computer person has been helping me on that. <laughs> and we reach a point, And I think I know why. Okay, what's, the, what's your theory? What do you think? I've had the problem once before that people take my name as being a collection agency. That has happened to me before. <laughs> 
Bill Center. You're a Bill Center. Right. Got it. That, that is ha. Actually, that I've never actually, actually put that together to before. Me before. Wow. That is. Uh, yeah. That's actually pretty funny. I mean, years ago, I had. If you remember the days when you. That's made why collect- I erased all of your phone call right. messages right. to me because you said Bill Center. I said I don't want anything. I don't to do want to pay this. any bills. Years no. ago, years ago in the era of collect calls, I used to have a business. Uh, partner in New York, which I would have to call very early on Sunday morning. And when I told the operators that it, that collect call from Bill Center, they would not put it through. That is awesome. Yeah, because ah, they it, thought I was a collection. Come man, on, you guys, we got a huge four-game series to get right. to here. Absolutely, we can't be wasting any. I time. I want to hear more about Bill Center, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 place, not the person. This yeah. is a, this is a series that. Uh, God, I, it I is a big four game series. I mean, you circled we, this one on the calendar months plus, ago. Plus didn't the you? Boston, the Boston series. Boston's the Boston series. All right. Well, let's talk about the game. Obviously, the game last night didn't turn out the way the Padres fans hoped. Uh, Boston took the series and they won last night, seven to two. In addition to winning the games, a lot of things happened in this game. Anything stand out to you guys in the game? I know I have a few things that I want to chat about. <laughs> Losing Jared Cozart on a what I thought. Um, I didn't like the toss from Will Myers. I didn't like it either. In fact, Mark Sweeney brought this up in the postgame show. And if, we, if you look at the highlight, if you see – all right, so here, here's the play. Here's the, the dribbler down the baseline. Right. And here's the toss from Will. And, and there's Cozart stretching out, and then, he, you know, he goes right. down to the ground, obviously. So, and he, he lands awkwardly. He has to stretch awkwardly. He, I think uh, this, he ended up they – ca- they came out today. He's got a strained right hamstring and a strained right groin. A right. Dub- double whammy on the strainage. Right. Um, so tell me, here's the, here's the flip from Will. Now, you think – I think – tell me what you think, that the effort, it was pretty nonchalant. Like, what, what did you guys think I about that? I thought nonchalant is a pretty good term. I think you've got to field that ball. No matter what, if you're a first baseman, you've got to field that ball, and you've got to give – the pitcher a direct sight to the yeah. ball. You can't have him reaching. And if if that's the case, I mean, uh, I'd rather have him not be able to make that play than t- I'd, I'd rather have it be a single than throwing something. Than injure your pitcher. Right, right. But, it, but, but here's my thing on that play. If he doesn't flip it the way he flipped it, I He's mean, if he gonna, stops he, right. in, in any way – then the I it's, don't know. A, it's an infield single. I mean, he's, he's, he, he had I don't to care. make that play. I don't care. I no, feel like because you don't care. Because, I think you got to try to get the out. Because, no, be, I mean. I mean, that, trust that your pitcher's an athlete and is not going to injure himself trying to catch the baseball. No, I, I totally gris- disagree. That, that, that throw, that toss hung him in a really unusual position. Well, It was he, up in the air. Look, if you're a like pitcher, you're supposed – I mean, and I pitched, you're supposed to get to that first baseline, run up the line – he was running in a diagonal uh, fashion, Cozart, so I don't think he covered the base correctly, which caused him to twist his body in a way nah. that I, I really no, don't. I, I, think I, it's equal, I think it's at least equal Yes, blame. I would agree with that. I would agree I that there is, there is two parts to it because he, he jumped super awkwardly. Even if the throw would have been online, the way that he jumped, he wasn't going to land on the bag regardless. It was a no. weird – it was a weird jump. Well, you couldn't find the bag. Well, that's the thing. The jump, though, I don't think th- I don't think the throw altered the jump. It altered the stretch for you know. And right. so I think when. But I your d- job as a pitcher is to get to that bag and find that bag. Come on, Bill. I mean, they practice this thing five thousand times in spring training. And I just there and the pitchers a- taught to run right to that foul line, turn left, and go right along the foul line. Yeah. And Kozar didn't that do that. That throw still would have hung him out to dry. Very possibly, but I don't know that he would have injured himself if he would have been in the proper position to receive the throw. Honestly, and, there's, and there's an element of flukiness to it. You know, you do that exact 
dribbler, 10 out of 10, you know, 10 plays and, and 9 out of 10 times, probably it's, it's fine. Maybe they don't get the out every time, but th there's not an injury when it happens every time. Like this was a combination of, I feel like, not a great effort from Will, not a good angle from the pitcher, not a good, I mean, it's just like m so many things happening all at once. It was like the perfect storm for his poor little groin With all due hammy. respect, with all due respect, Will Myers did not just put Clayton Kershaw on the injured list. He put Jared Cosard. Tell me make more about your thoughts about somehow. Jared Cosard, well, I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not Why? a fan. I'm not because I don't like guys that have as much stuff as he does. And there's no arguing that. that so you he's recognize got, that his stuff is yes, legit. But I like guys that can get people out. That's kind of what I'm all about. I, I don't know. I, Bill, I, yeah, I know you like guys with good stuff, but you got to get guys out with that stuff. And Jared Cozart's been up and down to the minor leagues now. Three or four times with with the Marlins organization. I thought he was pitching. Now pretty he's well here. Last night. I think he's got to start figuring. I thought it out. he was pitching pretty well. He was well pitching last night. pretty well. He was going against head a, to head with against, David Price, right? I mean, against a very good hitting team. That game was two two on that play when he had to leave. He did not lose. Well, that he game. might have been pitching all right last night, but you're in the fourth inning. I mean, this is a guy that walks way too many people, doesn't trust his stuff, and that's what gets him into trouble. You like Jared Cozart going forward? You like him in your rotation I, I, next year? No, I, I like him as somebody that I take a long look at next year. I'm not certain that he makes a team, but I want to at least take a look at him. I mean, look, think I about do who like we have stuff. right now, right? Our rotation consists of Rule 5 guy, Perdomo, who actually has been – Obviously, right. like a, the surprise of the season. Okay. And, and, and he will probably be in the rotation. I think that's something that a lot of people He'll be favored for. to be in it. Yeah, favored right. to be in it for next season. And then he could of be the all top. the other guys that you've got, I mean, who do you think has more potential than Cozart? Is Clemens the guy? No. I mean, I don't think Edwin, you know, Jackson's at the end of his career. So, right. I, th I, I mean, I think we're getting what we can out of these guys at, the, you know, like – coasting into the end of the 2016 season. Yeah. But I think that Cozart, outside of Perdomo, he might have the biggest shot of making this rotation. Ross, if he's healthy. Well, that doesn't count. I mean, I mean the guys who are current. Right. I mean, Ross is – To me, Ross, Ross is your potential opening, to be an ace. I mean, Ross is your opening day starter would be my guess at this point because I, I think he's so going to be So Ross, Perdomo, who else on the, on the staff right now? Maybe I look, mean, Cozart might be one of those guys, but I'm not going to feel real comfortable when he goes out to the mound every fifth day until he shows me that he has some consistency. Show me the ability to use the stuff you have to get people out. This is the first time he's actually had a chance to go out there time and time again. I mean, he's bounced well, around an awful lot. I don't know. I mean, you look at his career at the Marlins, and I don't have exactly how many starts he made consecutively with the Marlins last year, but I thought he's gotten – I thought he had a pretty fair look with the Marlins on a couple of different occasions uh, and did not take full advantage of it. Man, Chris, it sounds like you need a beer after watching <laughs> those art. <laughs> it's beer fest. I'd rather, I'd, look, I just would rather got, watch a guy with no stuff who gets people out. As opposed to the other way around. Junk baller. I hear you. All right. Join the Padres for the final beer fest of the season presented by Southwest Airlines this Friday, September 9th. Be at Petco Park for a happy hour starting at 5 p.m. Chris will be there at 4.30. And <laughs> enjoy live music and $5 beers from San Diego's best breweries. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash party. All right. Come back. We're going to get – man, these arguments are already starting. We're going to keep them going when, when, when we're back with Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We have got a crowd here at the Western Metal Supply Building, and we also have two special members. Wave your hands, guys. There you are. Turn around and wave. 
That is Matt and Esperanza. They are Padres members that rewarded their compadres points nice. to get the VIP social hour experience. And instead, they Wait, got us. Can I, can I just, can I just yeah. ask them something? Were, yeah. Was there anything else you could have chosen? Or, <laughs> was, or was this was life this the which only you had option? to take? <laughs> Leitner was busy. Fair enough. Okay. That's, that's, All right, that's good. All I don't right. think any of us are going to well, be ashamed by that. Well, we're a lot nicer than Leitner, so you actually <laughs> made the right decision. Well, I'm a lot nicer than Leitner. I don't know about you guys. I am. I am. All right, so I want to talk more about uh, this game last night. So what did you guys think? I mean, the product on the field from the Padres wasn't great, obviously losing the game. But they looked amazing doing it, I think. <laughs> what did you guys think of the PCL throwbacks? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like those jerseys. I like the, uh, the, the throwback to the 36 jerseys. Yeah. yeah. Did you go yeah. to Lane Field to watch them play? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yes. I saw games at Lane Field. I was being serious, Chris. Right. Oh, I, was, I, I, I mean, I do make, right. you know, but some I think like. you're no. making a, a I do take some jabs at his age every once in a while. Yeah. I saw my first Padre game at Lane Field. When did they close down Lane Field? 56 was the last year. They moved 56. to 50. 56. That was Mickey Mantle's triple crown right. year. Just and they moved to uh, Westgate. I, uh, you don't think I, okay. <laughs> I know you know that. And then they moved to Westgate Park in 57. Who was the NL MVP in 56? Ooh, Boyer? No. Don Newcomb. Okay. okay. But uh, but that was – yeah, I saw a lot of games at Lane Field. Loved the place. Now, uh, when, I still when, got splinters. And how about Westgate Park? Did right. you go to a lot of Westgate Park games? Yeah, I went to a lot of games at Westgate Park. I actually worked at Westgate Park. Now, Lane Field was Wait. right down where Broadway meets – The embar- Right. It's the, right across uh, the – The bay. Right. Yeah. And then they moved – Westgate you Park s- is where Fashion Valley is now, right? Westgate Park is where uh, P.F. Chang's used to – Center okay, field right was there. center field, and the container store in PF Chang's was center field at uh, at Westgate Park. Huh? It was right against. Wait, what did you do at Westgate Park? You worked there, you said. Yeah. What uh, did you do there? I sold concessions for a couple of years. I uh, I did a lot of stuff there. Did they uh, ever ask you to come out of the stands as a concessionaire to pitch an inning? No, uh, no, because no, the Padres did something like that last night. I, but uh, but uh, I worked for Eddie Leishman. <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. First, I don't mean years. that mean. I'm just laughing. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> right. that's what it was. So okay, you, a, a fun fact about these jerseys last night: the PCL jerseys and from the Boston Throwbacks as well. Same year, Ted Williams actually wore both of these uniforms. So here's a tweet that I threw up about Ted Williams, obviously, on the left when he's a, you know, a kid with the PCL Padres. Right. On the right, he's 19 years old, and uh, Todd Radom, a friend who uh, knows a lot about baseball history, Ted Williams is wearing this jersey in a, uh, like, before Promo. preseason. Didn't yeah, but never wore them. Those weren't, right. Those right. Were, yeah. Isn't he that never crazy? wore that journey, jersey in a game. Yeah, isn't that a trip? Right. I mean, I just think it's so cool to have pictures of him wearing both the throwbacks, it's almost as if the Padres right. planned tweet. it that way. It's hey, a great tweet. Nice well, Thank work. you for saying that, Chris. Nice That's work. very kind of you. Very I just nice. thought it was so cool. What do you guys think of those, like, all black? Did you see the matte black helmets? Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool, like a nice little modern twist to the uh, the vintage do look. Do you know what number Ted Williams wore as a Padre? I believe it, I know it was not nine. It was 19. 19. I knew, yeah, I knew that right. because... Uh, Tony Gwynn. Did had anybody else uh, ever? <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> he had some some shoes to fill, and he did a pretty dang good yeah, job yeah. filling them, wouldn't you say? It was re- the, uh, interesting that the first player to wear 19 was Ted Williams. The last player to wear 19 was Tony Gwynn. I'd say those are pretty you solid You guys are bookends. dropping some great knowledge tonight. Dro- pretty solid bookends. Like even yeah. better than Don Newcomb, MVP, That was pretty good, too. NL, but uh, that, nah, that's nothing compared to what okay, you Okay, so did. Last, n- last night the Padres presented uh, Big Poppy and his final farewell tour of a season 
they presented him with a gift. Did you guys catch what it was? Uh, surfboard. It was a large surfboard. A very large surfboard. So this surfboard, I think, is awesome. It's a shot of Big Poppy saluting the crowd. There it is. It's a long board. Um, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a shot of him saluting the crowd. My buddy Ricky Whitlock made this board. Uh, his surf company is Avasin. It's got their little logo on it. But he, that's the shot from him saluting the All-Star Game, and they presented it to him. What do you think about the presentation of gifts let's to start, players let's on their farewell tour? Let's start with the odds of what do you – what's the odds of David Ortiz ever getting on that board? <laughs> I'll put that – I'll put the over under at like 0%. Are okay, they playing yeah. today? Maybe he's right. using it on his off day they're in right Toron- now. They're in Toronto. They had to fly. Isn't they're that why they started the game a little bit early last right. night? In fact, very the interesting. The airport closes down. That, not only that, they, uh, the, the Red Sox wanted to get – they had a long flight from here to Toronto – and they set it up that they had everything ready to go so that a half hour after the game ended, they wanted to clear the clubhouse, get on the bus to the airport, and get out of there. Wow. They, didn't, they didn't want to arrive in Toronto like at, you know, 2 in the afternoons or whatever today. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's they like have, a, they that's have a, a day off. That's actually like a real series. Like, that's for that's first for place. That's for first place. Yeah, right. that's important. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's we, serious. you know, want to sleep right. because we have to. My they, question is, why does David Ortiz have to get a parting gift from San Diego? Should. What does he ever really, I mean, what? What, 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 what do you mean, what has he ever done? A, David Ortiz, I, I, get, I mean, to me, David Ortiz is a, a very, very good player. I, I, you don't I think don't, he's going to be a Hall of Famer? I don't think he is a Hall of Fame player. What no, do you think? I, 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 I don't. I, don't. I, I think that for a position player to be in the Hall of Fame, he should play a position. Did you have a Hall of Fame vote? I have had one for since uh, 1994. And uh, you will not be voting for, for Ortiz? Ortiz? I will not, probably not. I probably think big, not. I think Big Poppy took I advantage look at, of I look at every, the ballot every year. I, I can't say how I'm going to vote in advance. I think Big Poppy took advantage of the steroid era, and I think he took advantage of a live ball era, and I, he put up some some. Now, he was never suspended numbers, for using any. Right. But he admitted to taking them. So we're, we're, that's kind of weird. I that's don't know. a little odd. But my point is I could see him being their tribute for David Ortiz in New York where he faced the Yankees. That would be nice of them. Baltimore, Toronto, all these places. How many times did he come here? So did you? Well, Twice. yeah, I know. I get that it's the you know it's the NL West on the opposite I, I, side I just of the. Thought it was a little weird. I didn't think it was weird at all. I it, thought was it was nice cool. of I thought the that they were you know paying paying it's their nice. respect to a great player that um, you know had a huge impact on this generation of fans. Really, I mean to take Boston from you know a, a city just like Chicago as far as the Cubs go and never winning a series and having them be you know the lovable losers or whatever and turning that franchise around and being you know really putting them on his back during that series when they came back in the ALCS to beat the Yankees. I mean, like, it was – what he did, I think, was very impressive. He had a special has, moment. Has, yeah, he had a great – I mean, a special he's had moment a really good career and everything. World Series has rings. no impact on San Diego. I would have very nicely waved him goodbye, given him a wreath and out of town. <laughs> <laughs> a wreath. With, with a hearty handshake and a wreath. And <laughs> do, you, do you think that the, the Dodgers would give him a parting gift if he came into town? I don't see why the I, – I really don't – Did you have a problem when Mariano Rivera got a gift? Or yeah, when I mean, I have no – I really don't see why you give rival – I mean, it's great that they were here. And, boy, and did I don't think Stan Musial got gifts when he went to different well, ballparks. I think this is hey, – Okay, it's a different era. I don't like this era of giving other players gifts. Um I'm and I think Mariano Rivera is a surefire Hall of Famer, so I right. can see him getting a gift. I don't think yeah, David Ortiz ha- is. I think there's here. a difference. Not, I didn't even think here because, I mean, that he had really no impact on the game here in San Diego. I just don't see all this thing of, 
why uh, did Tony Gwynn get team? stuff like in American League cities when he was leaving? Did he get him in game? National League cities? He, d- he got some in some National League cities, but, but not, not everywhere. All. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that yeah. was maybe the beginning of the era of well, giving of gifts as may- they went around. Then maybe we should so find a way to end it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> end uh, the era. By of the way, gifts. by the way, say hello to the Grinch. No, I just. I don't know. I mean. I think it's great to honor players in cities. Like Boston should do David Ortiz up huge, no question. Parade, right? Everything. They yeah. should treat him like like a living uh, like a, a living legend. But here, no. Yeah, I am being told by the way that the Dodgers did do a ceremony for David Ortiz oh, as well. Wonderful. So no, everybody has. I'm just saying I, it's I'm not surprised. all that crazy that the Padres did it. It sounds like no, most I everybody co- is doing I, it. I assume in a lot of ways the but Padres now it's felt like, like they were keeping right, up with everybody. Right. Now it's just like falling in line. Everybody's well, yeah, you set a precedent, it. and then you go, you're the jerks well, if you're the ones you're, who yeah. decide to not. I'm sorry. I, but but can I say I need to have you making these decisions. It's a stupid tradition that they've started. And it has nothing to do with baseball. Oh, Bill. Whatever it is. It was a damn cool surfboard, though. It was. It was. It that was, a great was board. I mean, that was yeah. pretty sweet. Was, so you, I don't care gun. if he ever right. gets on it okay. or not. I mean, that's that's he a won't pretty ever nice. That, board, but it's, that is a nice. It's going to look amazing up on his wall. That's oh yeah, like, that's going to go on his wall. It will. Are you kidding me? That is awesome. He'll put. You don't that think he'll put no, that? It was very nice. That will. You know how many walls he has? That'll find its way onto one of them. He's got a wall. Yeah, that'll find his way. That's the same guy, Ricky, who made the surfboards that are out in the beach deck in the, in it's the nice. right center. It is nice. And so it's it's a pretty cool look. I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm a you big know what fan. look I like better though? What's that? I like the David Ortiz look when he played for the Minnesota Twins. When he was terrible? No, when he was a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, he was tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you think his look now is steroids driven? No. Like he's he's not. St- How could it be? Yeah, he's a big boy. No. Oh, you not uh, that whatever. Way. All right, it's another baseball night in San Diego. All fan giveaway. This Saturday when the Padres take on the Rockies, all fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB charger presented by T-Mobile. Get tickets today at Padres.com. I could use a charger for my computer right now. We'll be back with you shortly at Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We calmed Bill and Chris down a little bit during the. Oh, break. not really. No, you haven't. Jeez, <laughs> not really. I always, every time I every time I host, I say we, we need to be periscoping the commercial breaks because some <laughs> of the best like banter and jabs happen. I feel like during the. Commercial I'm sorry, break. you just you brought up two of my lesser favorite players in Jared Cosart and yeah, David do you, Ortiz. Do you want to share with the audience I have a lot the, of people the real who I really reason like. that you dislike Cosart? Do you want to no, share the real that reason that I dislike yeah. Jared Cosart? You want to you air out some dirty laundry about the real reason you're so angry about his statistics? If he ever winds up on my fantasy team again, <laughs> he gonna, won't. I'm going to shoot just say, myself. From what I can see here, he won't ever end up. Uh, be sure to tweet us in uh, using the hashtag PadresSH, and we will do our best to get to your questions. Uh, we got one from uh, Cranky Ed. It says, uh, Myers slump. Is it due to lack of protection in the batting order? Home run derby? Cockiness? I'm not buying being tired. He's too young for that. I don't know. What do you guys think? He's obviously in a slump. You think he can't even derby, throw to first base. No, well, I, I don't. I mean, I think that the home run derby can affect some players for a very short time. But, no, this is uh, – and, and I do think that he's now in a pos- in an area where he has never been before in terms of 
He's never played more than 80 games in a season. Right. The last two years because of injury, and before that because he had been called called up late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think he, he does look a little bit tired to me. Uh, he doesn't look – and when I say tired, he doesn't look as strong as he did earlier in the year. He's not driving the ball right. like he did. Um, but I, I st- I'm playing him. I'm playing him all the way through to yeah. the end. Do either of you buy the uh, potential argument that he is – too cocky. No. No. No, that I don't buy. I think he's no. a hard worker and a good player. Right. He's a, a very guy. hard worker. My thing, fact, with, my thing with Will, Will Myers is, is not exactly complimentary. But I, I, to me, I think he's a case of a guy where water finds its level. I think he overachieved in the first half of the season. I mean, he was incredible the first half of the season. Yeah. I just don't think there was any way that he could match that in the second half of the season. What about the And I think he's a good player, and he's, he's bordering on becoming a very good player, but I don't know that he's there yet. The first half of the season, he was sensational. So you weren't right. buying I mean, it I just when didn't the first half of the season. that he would do this again. You weren't buying it half. during the first half of the season when people were saying, well, finally he's returned to his rookie year form where he was really good with the Rays, and now he's finding his groove, and he's finally healthy. Well, and I go now a little bit now on Bill because even is. when he was a rookie of the year, he played part of that season. Right. He didn't play 162 games. Right, but so you're I think it takes a while to get as good as he was the first half of the season for a whole season, I think that takes some, some time. And I think the other the, that there was a good point in there is that he does not have the protection around him that he had earlier in the year. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. I think Kemp, uh, it was a much deeper lineup with Kemp and then, and then Solarte and then and what Ma- you ha- even Melvin. Melvin sort of, Upton. Yeah. Junior. Or even just Kemp. Right. I mean, I mean there alone, was, you didn't want to just put him on right. to face Kemp. Yeah, there, I mean, were, there were bats in front of him and behind him that are no longer there. Right. That's as, a fair bad as, as bad as some of Kemp's numbers were, st- statistically speaking, he still did, I believe, like the pitcher knew at any moment, yeah. one of those crazy swings could take that ball right, right out of the yard. Right. And that doubt. is the one thing that you know people will point to as home run numbers, obviously. But I do think that pitchers recognize, like, hey, I'm probably going to, you know, get this guy to ground out. But if he gets a hold of one, if I leave one hanging, like, it's They gone. had to challenge Myers a lot more right. than now they've pi- had now to challenge him lately. Right. They were throwing him more strikes, and now they're throwing more balls off the plate. Who is the hitter currently on this roster that is most impressing you? Schimpf, Jankowski, Dickerson? <laughs> well, I – not I Jankowski. For you. No, I, I didn't say that. I, I, lo- I don't know. You know, Schimpf to me is a very interesting player, and the sample size to me is still very small. Yeah, these I, extra base hits, right. though, it's, it's, it's absurd. Yeah, I, but I'm not, I'm not totally – I mean, I know that everybody's on this Schimpf thing. There and, he is, looking right. And right. I'm, not, I'm not totally sold that this lasts over an entire year. And there are a couple things on Schimpf. Yes, the batting average – has a nice on-base percentage. He yep. has a nice stroke for power. No question about it. Yep. Uh, I'd like to see him hit for a little better average. And Gap the other power. thing, I'm not really sold on him as a second baseman. Really? You yeah. don't like his range? Uh, his range his range to his left, I don't think, is great. His ability to get down on balls, hit to his left. I think he's got good range, but getting down on balls and, and fielding them to his left is a question and I'm not real high on him around the bag. You don't like now, his turn. No, I, but these are things that you could work on, but I know there are a lot of people saying, well, he'd be in the rookie of the year race if he had played the entire year. I, st- I don't think that he's a complete 
ball player yet. He's a little bit older, but he's some he's a he's somebody that I really want to see again next spring and figure out what they've really got. There. Ask yourself this if you're a Padre fan. I mean, are you set with Schimpf as your second baseman next year, or are you giving Spangenberg the opportunity to get back in there? I love the idea of the competition in spring training yeah. to see what those two can do. And honestly, and Chris, something you said actually sparked an interest in me and something that I've been thinking about. It's like, you know, Schimpf being buried for seven years in the Blue Jays minor league organization and then bursting onto the scene here as a, just a home run machine. You know, at what point does Preller sit and ask that exact question and say, what can we get for him in the offseason knowing what he's done here in the second half? Can or we trade him high, or do we hang on and think this is the player? This is the Ryan Schimpf. What's he have, 17 home runs? Right. In about half season? Right. Do you honestly uh, project him to hit 35 home runs if he starts every day next year? If I'm A.J. Preller and I'm trying to sell him to another GM, well, I for sure do. I'm going to tell I the other but GM I don't. that. I'm just saying, right. could you really project him as a 35 home run guy? That's well, obviously ton. nobody did, or else he wouldn't have been camped out in the, in the minors for seven years. Like well, This is yeah. not a normal thing that we're witnessing. No, but, but I think other general managers are not as dumb as you think. They're looking at Well, at I don't the think they are, but I mean, if, that's, if I'm Preller, that's the, that's the approach I'm taking. And say, hey, even if he falls off, okay, so he only hits – 30 home runs and, and, and gets, you know, 90 RBI for you. Like, Boy, that would be something. If, he's, still if, a, if, you project, if you're A.J. Preller and you project him for 30 home runs and 90 RBIs, right. I wouldn't trade him. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you really think that he's capable of that, oh. let him do that for your team. I wasn't for a second suggesting that whatever Preller says on the phone to other GMs is what he really <laughs> thinks. <laughs> well, that's what we're going like, to find out. You've got to trade. Like, this we're going to find part, out. I mean, if they the go game. Shemp, then and they he, obviously and think he can And he might be better that. suited at the third base, where he played in the minors predominantly. Well, we got Salarde at the hot corner. Well, maybe you – I mean, uh, you know, if, if he loses a job to Spangenberg at second – and the other interesting thing is, is I love Spangenberg. He's not a great defensive second baseman either. Yeah, so. I know. So, and you've also got Carlos Aswahi, who you want yeah. to take along, who is a little bit better. Do you defense. think he'll be ready for next year, Aswahi? I, yeah, I think he will he's be. He's your boy, Aswahi. Right. I know you like well, him. Well, I, I, like, I like the fact that he's a pretty balanced defensive, offensive player. Yeah. And, and, I, and at second base, I, put a, I still put a lot of stock in defense. Uh, getting back to Will Myers' conversation we had earlier, it said we got a tweet coming in from Aussie Villa. It says, um, or is it Aussie Villa? I'm not sure. Uh, I think the Myers slump is more mental than physical, as it's his first full season. He'll be better for it. He'll be better for it next season. Uh, so the argument that you know people were saying, ah, he's just tired. You know, I he's think tired. It's, I'm I not think buying it's a mixture young. of tired so and a lack of protection. To be perfectly but honest, but you're, you're not buying into the mental fatigue. Well, tired. No, that all goes hand in hand. I mean, there are. Okay, so when I hear tired, I think. Like, he's physically tired. He hasn't been able to do a whole season. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I don't, my perception of when I hear the word tired is not – I don't immediately go – go, I go to physical tired, not mental tiredness. Right. So you think when you hear people saying that he's tired, you automatically assume it's a combination of mental fatigue right. and physical fatigue. So is that Andy Green's situation where he should have maybe gotten him some more rest as this season went along? Pretty hard to – I mean, it, you can't rest right. him because – Right. You, you can't, you you can't you rest do? him because you don't have anybody else <laughs> yeah. that can give you that production. Yeah. I mean, there are there are players that sadly have to be overridden because they are the only guys that are producing. Yeah. And One thing that I think is funny, though, Bill, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no. I do that all the time. <laughs> this often. is my thing. Far and smart. But it's interesting to talk about all of these guys and all of these potential players that the Padres have 
but at the same time, you're you're not talking about a team that you expect to be that great. I know. Do you know what I mean? You got a I lot know. of options. There's a lot of there's a lot of pieces that are going to be in this team that aren't currently here. Right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and first, the World Baseball Classic 2017 is coming to Petco Park March 14th through the 18th. Don't miss your chance to see the world's best baseball players compete. Visit worldbaseballclassic.com for more information today. We will be back to talk more Padres baseball on Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Thank you guys for watching. We are talking some Padres baseball. We're actually going to dive right into the lineup against the Colorado Rockies tonight. Uh, the lineup is brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Uh, you can see the lineup on the screen there. Leading off at center field is Travis Jankowski. Right field, John Jay batting second. Will Myers at third, uh, first base. Young Herr of Isolarte at third base batting cleanup. Alex Dickerson is in left field. Ryan Shimp second base. Catching is Derek Norris. And we have Luis Sardinas still without the little squiggly line over his name. I don't know how to do the that. The tilde? The tilde, it's yes, I don't know how to you. add that in Photoshop. Tilde, Inye. You, man, I, I need to teach you how to do it. You don't hold it down in Photoshop. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I teach you I how tried. to do it. And, and, uh, you got to get centers uh, signed up for Facebook first. That's true. I'll work uh, Although, once he dropped the very smart computer person on me, I'm not one of those. Computer problems with Brady Phelps to help me and Bill out. Yeah, what a, were you the smart person, Blooper, that no, had to get upside down? No. Yes. It was yeah, a very right smart person, right, uh, Blooper? <laughs> so very smart person who's not that great with computers. I don't know why you think that. Oh, so she is that. a very smart person. See. Wow. Now, well, no, no, we don't need we to talk that about now. that. All right, so I guess uh, last night, after all this talk about Will Myers slumping, the couch took Will Myers over John Jay, which is who Blooper picked, in the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And the couch won. And this is, if you were, I mean, the, the couch, we are now within, I say we, because I like to be on the couch as well. We're getting close to blooper here. We had been, I mean, that was Single like a 20, 20 point. I mean, yeah, this We've is. Cut the lead in half, I would say. This is a big What was the biggest about. lead, blooper? 21. 21. 21 down to nine. Down to a niner. Yeah, but man, we only have about. 20 games right. left. So it's and next week when tough. Cole's here, they count double. No, they don't, but I don't trust his baseball. Whoa, I wonder so. what I'm – you know how, like, yesterday uh, <laughs> the Padres kind of, like, locked in a losing record for the season? I wonder yeah. what, like, the magic number, the magic is, for number the, is for the couch to lock in the, the uh, losing when record. When I win, I'm going to pop bottles. Yo, oh, yeah? You're yeah. Be popping some bottles? Yeah. Oh, boy. What do you think? Who's Chris, first? Who you I, 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 I picked first. first today, actually. Okay. Uh, I, is there any way as a host I can override you no. this first pick and just let, no, let him have the first pick? I need oh. it. I'm the victory will be even sweeter when yeah, you Yeah, I like when he pick. takes the first pick. All right, fair enough. Let's see how he goes. What do you want? I'm going with Luigi's boy, Clayton. Clayton. Clayton Richard. Richard is in oh, the house. Oh, he's going to dominate the I see the your Clayton yeah. Richard jersey here in the – you know, Clayton Richard, actually, we, last time I was here on the – he called in. And uh, I, I almost called him Clayton Kershaw, and it would have been a real bad, <laughs> real bad call on an interview. Um, who you got, Chris? Clayton Richard versus who? Now, are you going to include Clayton Richard's defense in the voting tomorrow? Whoever has the most positive I impact I want to see him make game. some good positive throws impact. tonight. Positive impact. Good throws, Clayton, if you get the chance. Uh, I'll got? go with um, right-hander for the Rockies, Jan Hervis Salarte tonight. So for the Rockies, huh? Okay. Oh, right-hander's pitching no, for the right Rockies. No, right-hander's pitching yeah. for the Rockies. Okay, so Salarte, go Salarte. You're going with a hot corner. I like yeah. it. All right, the Supercuts, at, uh, that, that's the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. The Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so that you can feel sharp 
clean, and ready to go. Find us Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We are going to be back in a minute with a very special guest. Ryan Buchter is here to take a seat on the couch. We're kicking you off, Elo. We'll be back with Padres Social Hour soon. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. I am Brady Phelps, joined by Bill Center and a very special guest, Ryan Buchter. Thank you, sir, so much for joining us. How are you today? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, another beautiful day in San Diego. Another beautiful day indeed. So I think Padre fans by this point kind of know your story after emerging onto the scene and impressing the heck out of us as fans, you know, having, you know, one, what was it, one pitch prior to this <laughs> season and, and then coming on and, and taking on this season and, and uh, sort of the surprise story. And I, I've heard you say before that it felt like your stuff this year that we've seen and we've been like, wow, where did this come from? That's the opposite of what it is. It's not where did this come from. This is what you've had in the minors, and it almost feels like you had wasted years in the minor leagues because you could have been doing what you're doing now in the majors for the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, there's so many guys that are in the minor leagues that uh, kind of just, I don't know if they don't get the chance or, I mean, you have guys up here that have the, the track history, you know, the, the background and everything that they keep getting opportunities, and that's kind of the way the game works. And, uh as a guy who hasn't been in the big leagues too much, you know, you look for your opportunity and try not to let it go. Have you and Schimpf talked about this at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, Compare a little notes bit. on how <laughs> long yeah. you were in the minors? I mean, we played against each other in the, when I was in the IL. Uh, so, I mean, you see a lot of guys like that. There's a bunch of guys in, in AAA, especially over in the IL for some reason, more than the PCL. But uh, a lot of guys are pretty much career minor leaguers. They get their cup of coffee, but... Uh, they make a living going to play winter ball or, you know, playing, you know, in the I.L. or the P.C.L. every yeah. year, even down in Mexico in the, in the winter or summertime. I mean, you know what it's like to pitch year round because you've I mean, when you're in the minor leagues, you're not making the huge money. And sometimes you got to go to winter ball to fill out. I mean, you just mentioned a little while ago that you had pitched 20, 20 of the last 24 months. Yeah, I mean, right now the hardest part for me is not having that extra mile an hour or two that, you know, I'm accustomed to. Uh, I can't get away with it as much right now just because I can't go get the 94 or the 95 when I want to. It's it's coming out, you know, with I think the last couple outings, 92, 93, and I don't have that extra, you know, extra pickup. And that's kind of the hardest part uh, right now that, you know, I, I, I find. Yeah. One of the things on the, on this show is, you know, we try to be – social with the fans and they they've actually been tweeting in some questions to you <laughs> using the hashtag Padres SH and uh, one of the questions that came in is uh, from Matt Schultz says does Bookter think he can be a starter in the majors is that something that you even want to be at this point are you happy in the role that you're in is there or is, is that something you're aspiring to be uh, I for me I think late inning or you know in the even coming in later in a, in a baseball game Maybe pitching a one hitter, one inning, I think suits me the best. Yeah. Just because, uh, you know, I do rely on my fastball so much. Uh, going out there and throwing eighty-five percent plus fastball, it doesn't really do well for a starter. You have to be able to control your off-speed pitches. And not saying that I can. It's just, you know, I think for me, my fastball is my best pitch, and you know, yeah, I like to use it. Utilize Especially it. the second or third time around. Yeah. 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 You know, they sent you to uh, – we were talking about workload, and the Padres 
uh, last month sent you to El Paso for 10 days, and it was not a demotion. <laughs> it was to get you away because of the workload that you'd never experienced this before, uh, the workload that you had, uh, to give you some rest. How did that work out, and what did you do when you were in El Paso? Uh, you know, it, it was a tough pill to swallow at the time, right. but uh, I knew I needed it, and that was the key is, like, you know, they, they made a point to tell me that uh, – it, it was for me. It was for the future of me, and they want to take care of me and, and not burn me out by keep using me and keep watching me, you know, kind of go out there and have my stuff go down. So uh, the plan was to just go down, long toss, get one, maybe two innings in, depending. Uh, and I literally just went down there and long toss every day, you know, got uh, working with the trainers down there and then kind of just watch baseball games. One appearance, right? One appearance after I think I had eight days off. Right. And my velo jumped right back up. I think I was 93 to 95 uh, because of the time off. But uh, it, it was definitely, I feel like I'm lucky because, you know, nobody else sitting in that clubhouse had that, you know, time off. You know, you look at Brad Hand and his workload and Brandon Maurer and Quack and even Morrow now since he's been back up. All those guys are throwing every day. Right. And they don't have those 10 days off. But they had been into September before. You had never, I mean, honestly, in your career, you had never been that deep, that many innings into a season, right? Yeah. Right now, you know, going to play winter ball, as much as it helped me get a job, uh, hurt me right now because, you know, like I said, I don't have that reach back. And uh, in the minor leagues, you don't really throw back-to-back. You don't throw three out of three or three yeah. out of four uh, or whatever, you know, whatever I've done, in this, especially in the second half. Uh, so you're used to – a routine of, you know, after 10 years in the minor leagues, you you throw, the next day you come in, you lift, you get what you need to do in because you have that day off. And yeah. here it's, okay, I threw two days in a row. What do I need to do today to be ready in case they need me? Yeah. It's a so whole different. No winter ball. What are you going to do this winter? I'll just spend time with my wife. Uh, I'm sure she, she, I definitely owe her the time. So uh, <laughs> she's put up with me leaving, you know, the last, not uh, two out of the last three winters. So, uh, spend some time with her, and she's pregnant now, so we're definitely going to cherish this. Congratulations. Thank you. Pretty, good first? pretty good point, though, to be where you don't have to go to winter ball, that you don't have to get that it's, income. It's comforting. I, I'm not going to know what to do myself, and they're telling me to take two to three, maybe even four weeks off and or more, and I don't even know if I can do that. I mean, I'm definitely not going to throw, but I can't just sit there. I, I have to be doing something. So how does that work? when You you had mentioned multiple times now doing the long toss, like when you're when you're giving yourself a break, how how do you work back into throwing at full? Like, and what is the like sort of the power of this long toss? That I think I've been doing it so long. Uh, you know, early on with Washington, they they really made a point to say everybody throws at, to at least 120 feet today. Uh, we would like more, but there's a minimum of 120 feet. Yeah, and I think my shoulders just become accustomed to that stretch, that, that loosening out that, you know, that long toss brings. It's not like a aggressive, I'm trying to throw every ball as far and hard as I can. It's how far can I go today at like 75, 80%, right. whether it's 150 feet or maybe it's 350 feet, but it's, it's just get out, relax, stretch out, learn how to spin the ball and, and rely on that. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, it has sure been, as a fan, it has been fun to watch your emergence onto the scene <laughs> as a big league it. ball player, an everyday ball player, um, knowing the grind that you went through in the minor league system to get here. It's just been, it's been special as fans, and I hope that the fans at home ap- appreciate 
what we're seeing, and uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited next year to to see more of it. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your time, and and good luck today. Uh, you were on the Cholula hot seat. Yeah. Cholula uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Thank you again to Ryan Buchter for joining us. We will be back with more Padres Social Hour after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Man, we got a whole baseball team here. Shout out to the Encinitas Little League team. Throw your hands up, boys. Yeah, these guys are here watching. It's good to have you guys. Well, that was fun getting to uh, interview Ryan Buchter. He's a good dude. You know, to me, there aren't many of them out there, left-handed closers. But to me, he's got that one pitch. Oh, you pitch. can tell he, we want, he wants to close, too. Right. And he's got that one pitch, and he's got that, that – I think he's got that mental acumen to be a, a closer-type yeah. pitcher. His ball explodes. Right. On yeah. the way to home plate. Oh, yeah. It's great. And it's it, funny he talks about losing that couple of velocity. Like, I think that's something that could even come back. Oh, man. I didn't even get to get what I really wanted to get to this show. Well, that Tim is, Tebow. That's good. Tim Tebow got signed by the Mets. You know yeah. how sad I am that it wasn't the Padres? Oh. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with me, the uh, the host with the least. You're welcome. Uh, Chris Ella. Not talking to you, Seth. Chris Ella, thank you. <laughs> Bill, thank you. We'll see you next time on Padre Social Hour. <laughs>